Right, so this might be a short episode because uh, I just decided to record it right now. And it's a solo podcast because my co-host Snoozy, I don't think he'd really have too much to say on this topic right off the top of the head. So I just thought I'd record it. Well, I would say, I wouldn't say a topic. I would say uh, amalgamation of topics. I want to talk about the Euros and I want to talk about philosophy and happiness and whatever else enters my head, maybe food. But uh, with that said, hello and welcome to this Newsfest podcast. So the reason I want to talk about happiness is because I talk about philosophy quite a lot on this podcast. And, um, well, one of the things that came up, and it wasn't in a history book, it wasn't in a philosophy book, sorry. It was in a history book, Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. He's got this chapter on happiness and he's got some things that I've been considering for quite a while, some things that were new to me and... Uh, I just thought it was interesting and I want to talk about it. And the Euros, of course, because it's the Euros, why wouldn't I want to talk about it? I'm a football fan after all. And the Euros is most likely to get clicks anyway. So uh, the thing that Ivano Harari said with regards to happiness, I'll say I'll start with the thing that I didn't consider, which is uh, happiness depends on your... A biologist would say happiness depends on your biochemistry, sorry. Not in general, it's not a rule, but I'm pretty sure a biologist would say it's uh, it's the case, even though it's not a universal rule. So what that means is, my understanding of what biochemistry is is, is just it's just uh, the biological the biological process of how the chemicals in your body works. So somebody with a I don't know better or worse biochemistry. I don't really know how it works. I'm not a scientist, but uh, depending on a person's biochemistry, they're always going to be uh, naturally happier than someone with a I suppose lower biochemistry. So, for example, if we could put a number on it, somebody with a quote-unquote higher biochemistry might have a happiness level of seven, and somebody will, might, somebody else might have a happiness level of five. And if that person with the happiness level of five gets everything in their life, they get a car, house, you know, lovely kids, lovely wife, lovely job. They get to travel around the world. They get to do everything they love, and all these things. They've got a great life. They might not be as happy. As somebody with a natural happiness level of, let's say, nine in, in terms of their biochemistry, who lost their jobs, who lost their wife, who lost their kids, and is getting their house repossessed for whatever, and uh, who isn't fit, whereas the other person is physically fit and mentally fit as well, and uh, physically fit and healthy, while this person is not. Even though one of them has everything going for them, including their physical fitness, and the other one has nothing going for them, because one of them has a more maintained and higher level of happiness due to the biochemistry than the other no matter how their life circumstances differ the one with the happiness level of nine naturally is always going to be happier than the one with the happiness level of let's say five no matter what goes on in their life so that was a really interesting idea i got from the book sapiens which was that's a bio that's a biologist view is that happiness is all about the sensations of pleasure within your body and uh, it's a physiological thing. Now, a philosopher would say different. A philosopher would say happiness comes from uh, meaning, doing things that you find important, things that you find meaningful, and pursuing things that you feel like is making a difference to yourself, to your community around you, and to the world at large, something that you're good at. So uh, this is uh, something I subscribe to more than the biological point of view, if only because I don't know enough about the biological point of view. I don't really truly understand what biochemistry is like that so that's why i would have to go more with the philosophical point of view so they say do 
do something you find important and like Friedrich Nietzsche says a man who has a why can bear almost any how so uh, find something you find important and meaningful and just go after that that's one, that's one uh, philosophical point of view another philosophical point of view is the point of view of scarcity like happiness doesn't come from wanting a lot of things happiness comes from being okay with what you do have happiness in fact comes from not wanting a lot of things so uh, that sort of uh, that sort of contentment with I've got everything I need right now and everything else is a bonus which I think is a great way to live I can't say for myself that I live that way but I understand how it's an efficient and a positive way to live and there's also studies out there that say positivity and um, positivity increases your lifespan and you've got that term paranoia how about the term pronoia I think I heard this from Duncan Trussell on the Joe Rogan podcast where instead of believing that the world is out to get you maybe believe that the world or God or whatever you want to say is out to help you instead and see how your life changes for the better and keep a positive attitude for the sake of a positive attitude and a lot of things are going to change so those are just some philosophical viewpoints which I which I thought it was interesting to talk about there's the idea that scarcity is the root of happiness not wanting much of course the the ancients I don't know what that I just heard a random noise which freaked me out but yeah the ancients for example the stoics would say happiness comes from understanding and determining what is in what is within your control and what is not within your control and letting the things that are not within your control go while controlling the things that are within your control to the best of your ability the stoics would say that's um that's what leads to the most happiness and of course virtue good deeds and being moral and being a good person in fact marcus aurelius says that no matter what anyone else says or does my task first and foremost is to be good so the stoics believed it's happiness comes from your circle of control and uh, letting go of things that are not within your circle of control and living a life of virtue the existentialists believe in um living a life that's meaningful biologists believe that happiness comes from your biology and your chemistry within your body so that's just some few ideas on happiness which i found quite interesting now that we've finished talking about moral philosophy and happiness let's talk about the euros and i'm kind of getting weary that i sort of consider myself an entertaining person and i like to educate people and teach people while i'm kind of boring myself as i speak right now i'm just in the, like uh, my headphones are on i'm just chatting so if you've get if you've got through all this listening to my boring dreary voice then uh, congratulations to you uh, i feel a bit bad that you don't have anything better to do but there we go now i'm ju- i'm just kidding thanks for listening but to uh, hopefully this solo podcast can be a bit more entertaining but if anything this just shows how much i need my co-host music cuz fair play to him uh, the way we bounce off each other and our chemistry is what makes it entertaining and it stops waffling like this from happening i'm worried that i'm waffling but i'm still doing it Anyway, so England uh, have drawn against Germany next week, which is interesting for a number of reasons. So first we got the whole thing of in Euro in Euro 96 semi-final, Gareth Southgate missed the penalty against Germany which knocked out England from the Euros. That's Gareth Southgate our manager. So can you imagine the incentive he has to win? Can you imagine what he's feeling? He's probably drilling it into his boys into the dressing room. Uh, interesting choice of words there drilling it into his wide direction but there you go that we need to beat germany because he's got like a personal thing there like 
we need to beat Germany because these are the guys that led to one of the most painful moments of my life. Um, and I need to get my vengeance and I need to get justice. So he's got that whole personal element of wanting to win. And then we've also got the element that uh, Germany knocked us out of the 1990 World Cup. I think it was the finals where Germany beat us on penalties in the 1990 World Cup. So you've got that as another reason we can beat Germany. And then you've got the 2010 World Cup with the, in the first round where Germany won two nil, went 2-0 up against us and England made it 2-2 somehow. And then Frank Lampard actually scored a goal that went way past the line. But uh, the referee, we didn't have goal line technology back then, but the referee ruled that it wasn't a goal even though it went way past the line. And I'll tell you what, that goal irritated me so much that I can't watch it even to this day without squirming a little bit and being like, how did you not see that goal go past the line? So, I think it was actually 2-0 to the Germans and we made it 2-1 and that Frank Lampard goal would have made it 2-2 and who knows what would have happened if we went from 2-0 down to 2-2. Maybe our morale would have raised up and maybe, even though it's unlikely, maybe we would have beaten the Germans. So we've got that as another reason to beat the Germans. So that's three games right there. So motivation should be at an all-time high. And I feel like man for man, we can beat these Germans. They did draw 2-2 to Hungary afterwards. So I don't see why not. We just need strong fullbacks. I also feel like, how am I going to approach this game? Well, the Stoics, to bring it back to philosophy for some reason, because that's what I do. The Stoics have this concept of negative visualisation, which is picture negative things happening, bad things happening, so that when they do, you won't feel too bad because you expected them from happening. You expected them to happen, sorry. And if they don't happen and something good happens instead, it's going to feel that much better because you expected the bad thing to happen. And I think negative visualization is the point of view where I'm going to approach this game. I'm not going to expect anything from England. In fact, I might expect us to lose. So if we do lose, I'll be like, I expected it anyway. I won't feel as bad. And if we win, then I'll feel very pleasantly surprised. But the problem with that is I don't think it's very human. I would rather get carried away and be like, come on, we can do this, we can beat these Germans and get so invested and then lose and then be heartbroken after we lose because that's part of being human. And that's part of being a football fan, being fickle and being uh, over the top and not rational about it. And just enjoying the process and, you know, showing off being braggadocious about it. Because we can beat them, why not? So... I look forward to that game a lot. There's a lot riding on that for the whole nation. And especially Gareth Southgate, like I said, he's got a personal incentive with it. I really, really can't wait. What other games are there? Well, Portugal-France was an incredible game. And now you've got Portugal-Belgium. I would have wanted Portugal, you know, because their defence isn't really that great. I would have wanted Portugal. I think we could have beaten them. We've got great fullbacks, and Portugal can't stop crosses. Portugal can't stop crosses coming in. And we've got a good, um, good strike and good strikers and uh, you know wingers so why not we could have beaten Portugal but that's a shame Portugal I've got Belgium while Portugal are a really good team Belgium are just that much better and I'll be honest I feel like Belgium would have are going to beat Portugal and fair enough Portugal were in the group of death but other than beating Hungary they've lost to Germany conceding four goals and two on goals and they've drawn to France so if they lose to Belgium then the, the current the current holders of the tournament of the trophy are going to go out with only one win under their belt which won't be a great campaign at all uh, which will be quite funny to see I don't know if my Portug Portuguese friend uh, Fahad is listening to this but shout out to Fahad if he somehow manages to click and listen to this but uh, it would be quite funny to see them underwhelmed like that I can't lie 
and I feel like Belgium are going to beat them. With Belgium, it's now or never because they've been in the best team in the world, so to speak, since 2016. And they lost Euros 2016, they lost World Cup 2018, and they need to win this Euro tournament because it's now or never. A lot of the team, a lot of the players that they have now are players that they still had in Euro 2016. And they're getting older and they're slowing down a bit. So Belgium need to win this tournament. And if they don't, I can't see them winning it for the foreseeable. Whereas I can see us, England, that is, winning one of the next two tournaments or whatnot. So we've spoken about football. We've spoken about happiness, moral philosophy. What else can we talk about? What's going on in my life? I don't know if somebody as boring as me should be doing a podcast. I don't really do much. All I really like is blogs, podcasts and... uh, that's it really blogs podcasts and conversations i like i like swimming i suppose i've been pushing myself in swimming recently i did about 23 lengths in 45 minutes the other day and that's what happens if you don't just sit well not sit because you can't really sit in a pool uh, that when you don't just stand around to talk to the lifeguards ironic because the swimming pool is one of the only places i can stand around and talk to people because i can't you know stand around but i'm just if you will yeah, that's a very cheesy joke for you. But uh, there we go. That sort of shows what I can accomplish if I go in there and actually really feel like exercising, which I've done recently. And I've been going out a lot, being in nature, if you will. I don't know if 15 minutes away from my house counts as nature, but uh, what will you do if you live in a capitalistic society and uh, you're always in comfort and you're entitled like myself and most a lot of the other people in my age? Now I want to keep the times consistent because all of our episodes have been from like 90 to 22 minutes but uh, it's only 14 minutes in but I'm conscious that I'm waffling on and I haven't really got that much more to talk about. So uh, this has been the uh, Solo Snooze Fest podcast with your host Ahmed the Wheel. So yeah I suppose that's it. I've got nothing else to waffle on about. Thanks for listening if you have. I don't know how you've managed that. It's probably like my family who actually my family and friends you're just doing it for the sake of being my family and friends but uh thanks and uh see ya